Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 88 of Season 5 of Movie Round Minute, the daily podcast where we yip our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action flick, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is David Brooke of Blueprint Review. Welcome back, David. Good to be back. Start talking about more snowbound action. <laughs> yeah. Hey, go see off the street. <laughs> so minute 88 begins with blue light getting closer to the church and ends with McLean fessing up. So yesterday we had a, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a silent minute, but a nonverbal minute where there was just a lot of grunting and, and uh, fighting and fake fighting and fake wrestling and whatever it is between John and between uh, with John and Baker and John ends up killing Baker with an icicle and breaking it off in his eye. So then we we finish things with the, the, the truck with blue light showing up and a few of the men start to get out. And that's how this minute picks up where we have another few guys get out and they we see them uh, stealthily running towards uh, the church. And then it's great. We see a shot of Grant behind them. You know, following them, he's just like walking with Lorenzo and and another soldier, right? And, you know, none of them have ski masks on. And you'd think that, you know, if you're trying to blend in, there's more of a reason for Grant to be wearing a ski mask than anyone else. You know, he's going to stand out a little more than everyone else. Uh, again, we discussed yesterday the pointlessness of, of having the ski mask, but whatever. That's it's still I again I, I think it has more to do with the fact that they want us to recognize who's who. And if Grant would had yeah. a ski mask, then we wouldn't know who Grant was. So I think that's the idea here. That that you know, and, and you know, he's the commander who's just walking in the background, not doing anything uh dangerous, I guess you can say, with the way that he's doing it. And I guess the and he put ski masks on the kind of drones because they're gonna be stunt men in a minute. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Um yeah, but uh, actually, they, later in the movie, they become more stuntmen than maybe next week. We will see the, the oh, stunt yeah, work that they do. This, this week, we don't see much stunt work except for them just moving no, no. a little bit here and there. You know, nothing, nothing uh, really, I don't know. It's just, Although, um, I, did, I must admit, at the, at the beginning of this minute, we, we did have a little mini stunt from uh, Bruce Willis is uh, sliding in the snow. <laughs> I yeah. say to be fair, that would actually hurt a little bit. <laughs> no, that was no, that was yesterday. Today, today we start with with them getting out of the truck. There's no. Ah, you're seeing a little bit later. Oh, mine the wrong one. No, 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 I'm looking at the beginning. Of this he slides in the snow. Am I getting mixed up? No, ah, ah. When you're saying beginning, you mean like ten seconds in. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. You're further on than I am. <laughs> sorry. That's ten seconds on, not uh, not. Not not the very very beginning of the minute, you know that type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm ju- jumping ahead. That's right. You know, and and the soldier who's who's walking behind uh, Grant, he's like holding his gun in a very strange way. You would not be holding your gun that way if you're about to do. You're getting closer to an assault. You know, he's holding his gun up. Which, you know, if you're getting closer, you're you're not going to be doing something like that. And they, they walk past something that looks really strange. It looks like a shed or something like that. Were you able to tell what that is behind them? 
Yeah, just looks like a shack. I don't know. House is made. <laughs> there's, a few, like yeah, a, there's, there's loads of doors on there. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's a weird woodshed or something, but there's no wood in it. <laughs> that's right. It's just very, very weird. Yeah, not really sure. And uh, you know, then then we we see the soldiers getting closer to the to the church, and once again the music swells, you know, telling us that things are getting more tense, stuff like that. And then we get a shot of John, who's you know catching his breath and standing up. Uh, and he he like pushes on Baker to like heave himself up, which is very funny the way that he's doing that, you know, it, it or maybe he's trying to pat him down or something like that. I, I'm not really sure. You know, it's like he did that uh, in the I last movie to push up by that. Yeah. In in the last movie, he would go through their pockets. You know, he killed he killed a few people and went through their pockets to see what they're see what they got. Here he doesn't do that. Here he just gets up. <laughs> You know, no, he's just—he's obviously not patting him down. He's just using it to steady himself. You know, showing how yeah, yeah. unsteady John John is <laughs> while he's doing that, and then he starts running and then stumbles, and then as you mentioned, he slips, uh, which which is really funny, especially knowing that this is all fake snow. Yeah, you know, meaning it's, there's no way that that was really slippery. But and and <laughs> well, just, I guess they could have made it slippery. There might be something. Right, that's true. But uh, you also have the the body of Baker just just lying there still. He didn't doesn't even try and conceal it. It's like, all right, he's dead. That's it. We're moving on. And then we we hear in the the, the background a, a whistle. And then we hear Barnes say, "Over here." You know, which uh, <laughs> it, it's just funny that John Barnes then tries to very, climb yeah. climb over the fence. Yeah. I'd say Barnes doesn't look very protected. He's just kind of right out there, isn't he, at the minute? <laughs> I just thought he'd be a bit more scared, like hide behind that tree or something. Well, especially since he knows that all these, these guys are coming. Yeah, yeah. But instead, he's like a massive whistle, stood right in the open. He's not even behind those little barrels. That's whatever right. those are doing there. <laughs> and John, like, falls over the the, the fence as he's trying to, to climb over it and stuff like that, and then walks over, and we see in the distance, we see Lorenzo and uh, Grant and a few of the soldiers walking towards where John is. And then uh, he gets he, he gets up to where Grant is, and Grant goes, geez, McLean, you all right? You want a medic? And then Lorenzo says, McLean, what the hell do you think you're doing, doing out here? Playing John Wayne? How would you like to spend the night in a cell? Now, my first question is, is okay, I understand that Lorenzo is a little upset, but what law has John broken here? <laughs> he did just kill somebody. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true, but still. <laughs> you know, I don't know. He doesn't yeah, save for killing somebody. It does seem it does seem to have it in for him for no reason whatsoever. That's right. Like <laughs> what did what did John I mean, think about it. John without John, they wouldn't know to be in this place. Without John, mm-hmm. they would they wouldn't be dealing with half the terrorists than they, they, they would normally. I mean, it's like all these same thing was in the original Die Hard also, and and you even had a moment in the first movie, he was they were defending him. You know, by saying, you know, he's the reason he he's the reason you're dealing with uh was it seven terrorists instead of thirteen or whatever it is that yeah. uh, you know that that Al says to him I, I don't I, yeah I don't remember the exact quote but but he's basically saying you're he's the reason you're dealing with less people and it's more or less the same idea here 
and Lorenzo doesn't really mm. care about that. And then Grant turns to Lorenzo and says, Lorenzo, shut the fuck up and do something useful. Go sail off the street. He goes, hey, you can't talk to me like that. Now, my question is, is why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it goes back to what we were talking a little bit about yesterday, that I think that one of the reasons Grant is doing this is because he it's part of his plan. You know, if, if Lorenzo is not nearby, then things are a little easier for him to 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 get around doing things. And this just gave him the perfect well, opportunity to, to to push him away. Yeah, and plus Lorenzo might have real rounds. He doesn't want him shooting his his mates. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Also, it's a good point. I think that's the main reason. That's what I got from that. Really, he. Yeah, I, I did. Wow, you're right. I I didn't even think about that. But he doesn't say get your men out of here. Also, he just says that you get out of here. Does he have any of the men? Did the police come with him? Or is it just... Well, we saw five police cars show up. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm assuming that Lorenzo is not driving all five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My assumption. I mean, it's possible that he has some sort of futuristic mechanism that will allow him to control five cars at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. Or all of... Uh, yeah, no. All, all Grant's men use the police cars for no apparent reason because <laughs> they've lost the, theirs around. That's true. Also, yeah, that's true. I'm sure I mean, I, the trucks though. Yeah, I mean, I like the way that that. Uh, oh no, they're clearly in the trucks. You see them in the trucks, and I'm talking rubbish. Well, we saw most of them in the trucks. We don't know how many mm. there are. Yeah, we true. saw we saw twelve show up, but there could have been more that showed up uh, that we didn't see or anything like that. We never get an actual account of how many of of Grant's men there are because they all live up until they get into the uh, into the transport. You know, there's not a single one of them that didn't that doesn't make it into the transport. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. And then, uh, and then Grant says to him, "Oh no, Carmine, Sergeant, get this bureaucrat out of Mister McLean's face now." And I've always loved this response by the by by this uh, unnamed soldier who's just known as Sergeant. Okay, it's actually an actor whose name is Ben Lemon. And, you know, he goes, with pleasure, sir. <laughs> you know, it's a very musical way for him to to say this, the way that he's Relishing says it. his single line, I guess. <laughs> That's true also. But what what I found great is I, I decided to do a little bit of, of I, to see who this guy Ben Lemon is. Okay. So he was born on the 21st of May, 1955. So that means he was, uh, he was around 35 when when this movie was made he has 34 imdb credits as an actor but then he has additional crew seven different uh credits and i was just shocked at at what it says here he, his credit is the assistant manager disc space and retakes hmm. there are seven movies where he get where he gets that that credit Okay. <laughs> the Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis the Lost Empire, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, Home on the Range, and The Little Match Girl. Okay. So I decided to try and do a little bit of a search to see what is this this type of job? You know, what is an assistant manager disk space and retakes? I mean, I, the, I did you notice good. one thing that's in common of all the seven movies? Well, they're all animated. That is correct. They're all animated. I've, movies. Got, I've got a guess of what he does, but I'll, I'll let you go. 
Okay, so the only other person that I was able to find a credit for like this, which again, I'm sure there might be others, but the only one that I found by doing a search on IMDb is a woman named Brenda McGirl. Okay, that's her name. <laughs> and and that's right. And she has even less than he does with the number of of uh, of, of credits, you know, as as the assistant manager for disk space and and retakes. <laughs> so I'm a little confused. My my assumption is is that especially at the time, you know, they they needed to make sure that they would always have enough space to record, you know, to keep things uh on their computers. Obviously today, you know, the 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 capacity of computers is much larger than than it was back then. Okay. She she has sorry, well she, even these right. She she has ten ten credits with that uh thing. Also all of them Disney movies. Okay, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, Tarzan, The Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, Lilo Stitch, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, and Home on the Range. So she coincides with him. So they have to have actually two people who who have to do that. Ah, sorry, he's the assistant manager, she's the manager. That's the difference. Uh, <laughs> so yes, what what would what would be your guess as to what this is really? Well well no, that's that's kind of um well I it was i mean i i've worked on shoots before where we, um that's when when you work with digital footage it's somebody who gets all the files off the cards and 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 backs them up straight away on set kind of thing um so i kind of feel it's like that it's just someone who's in charge of especially with with those disney movies they'll need a huge amount of space so it's it's somebody somebody who's kind of in charge of in charge of what they're stored, really, but but it's the retakes thing that confuses me. That's why it's odd. Disgaste space and retakes. It's, maybe uh, maybe the idea is that sure. when they when they redo a scene or something like that, then they need to then uh, you know make sure it's all filed away properly so that they can easily yeah not access deleted, them. yeah 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 maybe, maybe yeah it's it's a uh, it's not one but but yeah you do you do need people in charge of the, of the files it's very important right. especially with digital films right and i guess this is uh, those films are some of the early earlier cgi assisted kind of um animated stuff i mean it's not all they're not all cgi movies but they will they will have computer it's when they started to use computers still for the 2d stuff um right so yeah i, I guess it was a uh, and in those early days, it will have taken. Well, I mean, these days it takes even more space, but but we can get, I don't know, twenty terabytes and just a little drive now these days, but not then. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, the whole thing is just very strange. I mean, what's what's strange is that I was only able to find two people in all of my, all of IMDb that, that that do this. And you know, this is a guy who he might be a background uh, uh, actor, but he still has thirty five acting credits. Thirty four. Sorry. Mm. She doesn't have any other any acting credits, you know. Besides being in this movie, he was also in Liar Liar. He was in Hot Charts Part Part So, you know, again, he was he was in stuff as well. Yeah, he was he was in uh, a lot of movies that that uh, you know he was in a lot of high profile movies in low profile roles, I guess you can say. Mm. Yeah, although he's got he's got he's named in Liar Liar though, Randy. And in fact, I seem to remember it. 
yeah I, the name sounds really familiar from that as well i think it, i think it's one of these people that jim jim carrey kind of says randy and i can't remember what he says but some kind of insult i guess <laughs> yeah i don't remember i don't remember the movie that that movie that well remake definitely uh yeah but yeah i found that very interesting so he was he was born in a place called tarrytown which is actually a it's part of westchester county in new york and it's uh, on the east bank of the hudson river approximately 25 miles north of midtown manhattan and then i i started looking it up and and there's a lot of interesting things that happened in this particular place okay um a in during the revolutionary war the major john andre was arrested as a spy in tarrytown which he then uh, exposed the plans of his associate benedict arnold you know so that was a very large uh, thing the washington irving when he was talking about uh, when he wrote his his book about the legend of sleepy hollow all right it it actually uh takes place in tarrytown the beginning of it it's explained you know that uh the underground railroad ran through tarrytown uh you know before the uh before and during the the civil war and for instance john d rockefeller uh uh lived there actually because because there were some very, very affluent people that were living there there were numerous uh, bombing attempts with dynamite and stuff like that in the early uh, 1900s where people were trying to, to you know to i guess assassinate people there stuff like that um So yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's interesting the 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 way it is the number two in a list of top ten places to live in New York. Uh, it is ranked second. So I guess that says something about it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, as the, the, there's only about like twelve hundred people that live there. It's a pretty small, uh, you know, a pretty small village. But uh, yeah. You know, with a lot but, of stuff going on. But Ben Lemon was born there in order for him to be able to say, mm -hmm. uh, my pleasure, with pleasure. <laughs> um, right. So uh, also Washington Irving lived there. That That's uh, there is a comedian that, that that I know of from the 80s known as Ke uh, called Kevin Meany, who uh, who lived there. He, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, Cab Calloway lived there. You know, the, the oh, wow. jazz singer and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. band leader. Cool. Um, who else is there that... Uh... Uh, ah, J.D. Salinger lived there. Oh, wow. You know, the the writer of uh, Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yeah. All right, I remember I saw I that. that uh, Mark Twain lived there for a little while also, and, and uh, Vanessa <laughs> Williams also uh, lived there. Wow. And uh, in the movie uh, On the Waterfront, Tarrytown is mentioned by one of the one of the characters that they uh, are studying in a school to be a teacher in Tarrytown. Hmm. So yeah, and uh, cool. there's there's a whole bunch of other references here and there, but uh, th those are the big ones that I that I found. So yeah, he says with pleasure, sir, and then uh, try, like basically motions to. To Lorenzo that he'll escort him away, and and then one of the other soldiers comes up to him and goes, "Major, the men are in position, sir." 
And then he goes, close up the back. Then we go in. Fire only on my order. Roger that, sir. And then John turns to him and says, guess I was... And then he, he gets cut off. People have to wait until tomorrow to find out what uh, what John actually says there. <laughs> but think about it again. Do you think this is all part of uh, Grant's plan by saying, okay, close up the back, then we go in, meaning we're going to wait. We're not going in so quickly. Let's take our time, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, you need to give them time to put their little bombs on and all this kind of stuff, the stuff we'll see next episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just find it interesting the the way that it seems as if he's trying to stall here a little bit. You know, it's it's, it's a problem when you're watching a movie like this and you know that the the character has ulterior motives. Yeah, mm. uh, you know, like when you're watching well, it the first the time, you won't. Him again, yeah. That's right. When you when you watch it the first time, you don't notice it right away, or at least at this point, you don't notice it. A little later on, once you figure it out, there's something else. But I don't know. Don't really know. Um, okay, that's all I have for this minute. Do you have anything else for this minute? Um, I think just a, a overall comment for that minute is that it's uh, you get the, because there's more dialogue in this one. You get another kind of one of my pleasures of the film is the dialogue and the kind of the banter between the characters. A lot of kind of uh, I, I don't know if hard boils the right way, but a lot of <laughs> sweary kind of uh, uh, kind of having to go at each other kind of banter in there. That's uh, a lot of part of the fun of the diehard movies and uh so it's good good to have a minute with with a bit of that in there okay that makes sense um i mean we've we've had that numerous times already but but yeah you're right it's uh, a nice way for them to well to, i think to there's more clear it's, it's more here than probably in that first minute i think yeah it's stronger anyway for sure for sure um okay so the the script this the script uh, has uh, it's pretty much the same. There's a few little discrepancies here and there. Um, the conversation between Lorenzo Grant and John is pretty much uh, the same. You know where he talks about him. Uh, you know you're playing uh, John Wayne. Do you want to spend the rest of the night in the cell? And then he screams at him. It's a steal off the seat, steal off the street. And he says you can't talk to me that way. And then he goes, Oh no, Carmine, Sergeant. Get this bureaucrat out of Mr. McLean's face. You know, the same way that he says in the in the movie. And then we have the with pleasure, sir. And it says, and Lorenzo is hustled away. And McLean takes out a cigarette. And he lights up the cigarette and he goes, I was wrong. And then and then the, the and it this this happens a little bit later in the script, just a few paragraphs afterwards, you know, which basically will be tomorrow, but it's it talks, it's the dialogue from today where one of the men comes up to Grant and goes, flanking the church now, sir. Close up the back. Then we go in. Fire only on my order. So they, they just switch around the, you know, the, yeah. the a little bit of, of the timing of, of the different things. So, yeah, it's pretty much the same for this minute. So every Wednesday, yeah. I have a segment called Off the Beaten Track Aviation Edition, where my guests will give some sort of story, anecdote, uh, adventure, misadventure, something that has happened to them, uh, possibly on the way to Cannes, Dave, um, that is related to <laughs> either the airport or flying or an airplane or, or flying to space or something like that. So, uh, David, you have a, a, another story for us to, you know, to, to, to try and top yeah, some of the I old think, stories you told I think us. It's, 
Yeah, well, I'm, I think it's a new one. I can't remember in my head. I, th- I feel like I've said this before on a podcast, but it might be a different one. I can't remember, but I'll go for it anyway. Um, if it's about yeah, missing a flight, one, is it about missing a flight to to? It's not missing a flight to Cannes. No, it's not Cannes related. <laughs> no. Uh, this time, yeah, basically, yeah, we went with um, a few a couple a few a few years ago. We went with my two girls to uh, America to go to Disney World and to also meet uh, some of my family there. Uh, who hadn't met my youngest yet and she hadn't been over the states yet um so yeah and so we we boarded the flight i was on time this time we got on the plane (laughs) so this is a good good well that's because your wife was Uh, in charge (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah so we get onto this plane and uh obviously i'm from the uk and the flight over to uh, i think it was direct to florida is oh i don't know six seven hours or something i know it's quite a long flight but anyway, we get on the flight, uh, we, we kind of set off and this is and quite early on the flight. I think maybe only uh, it wasn't long at all, maybe 20 minutes, half an hour at max. Um, so really early on the flight, they they start serving the drinks. So it's like, OK, cool. I'll get a glass of water and what have you. Uh, but then my uh, I was I was sat I was sat in the uh, in front next to kind of a random guy. And then, uh, and my uh, wife and girls were behind me because there were only three, three seats, three, three rows. We couldn't all sit together. So I was in front of them. I was sat to this next, this random guy. But my girls, I can't remember. My, my girls were kicking up a fuss or doing something. So I got up to to see what was going on and to sign up and help 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 my wife out. And I knocked my full glass of water all over the crotch of the man sat next to me <laughs> and this is the <laughs> beginning of like a six i had another six and a half hours to sit next to this stranger and i just poured a big full glass of water all over his crotch it was the most embarrassing thing for you uh, or for him i just didn't even know what to do i was uh both i guess <laughs> it's just like oh he was probably already a bit like oh i'm sat next to this um, young family and uh and then I just poured water all over him. So yeah, that was very, very, very uncomfortable trip after that. Yeah. <laughs> did he did did he say anything to you? Uh was was he telling uh, you to go steal off the street? <laughs> he he, <laughs> no, he was um he didn't say a lot. He obviously looked p- pissed off, but he didn't say much about it. I think I was just I was very, very apologetic, obviously. Um, oh, I don't know. I gave him lots of uh, tissues, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I was not popular for that flight. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> and your your wife didn't offer to to switch seats with you at that point, so that you don't have to sit next to him. <laughs> no, I was okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, great. So you want to once again tell people how they can find uh, David Brook. Yeah, so I write uh, reviews over at blueprintreview.co.uk. Go check it out. And uh, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, look for Blueprint Review and you'll find me there. All right. And uh, while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe or any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for a movie around minute. You can find me on my website, movieroundminute.com. You can find me on Facebook. And you can find me on Twitter. So until tomorrow, yippee If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages here and